SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. Another busy show lined up for you tonight. Let's get straight into some of the stories making news headlines. And the big story of the day comes from European Football Championship. Russia have been handed a suspended disqualification from Euro 2016, as well as a €150,000 fine for crowd disturbances in Marseille at the weekend. The suspension will be lifted if incidents of similar nature happen inside any stadium for their remaining Euro matches. They next face Slovakia tomorrow. Today's Euro action, Austria takes on Hungary. The late game sees Iceland face Portugal. Meanwhile, Mamelodi Sundowns defender Tabo Ntete says his team uh, need to be strong mentally if they are to win the CAF Champions League trophy. The Brazilians are in a tough group comprising of three former champions, ES Satif from Algeria, Inyimba from Nigeria and Zamalek from Egypt. The Premier Soccer League champions were given a reprieve after AS Vita from the Democratic Republic of Congo were disqualified for fielding an illegible player in the second round tie. Ntete says they need to show character if they are to win the cup. If we're not strong uh, mentally, I think we, we're not gonna we're not gonna make it. So I think those games need uh, us to be to be more consistent and and strong, very strong mentally as a team. We faced uh, other things that were you know difficult, and we managed to to play well. Although other games we we we, we lost them, but we managed to to play according to the way we know as a team. The Brazilians depart today for Algeria ahead of their clash uh, against Satif on Saturday. In the Kasafa Cup today, Angola up against Lesotho. Then later on tonight, Mauritius take on Malawi. Everton have confirmed the appointment of Southampton. Boss Ronald Koeman as their new manager on a three-year deal. He succeeds Roberto Martinez as coach of the Toffees. While staying with news out of England, Chinese businessman Dr. Tony Ta has completed his £76 million takeover of Aston Villa. In cricket news, Proteas opening bat. Hashim Amlis is the Proteas are ready to put on a better performance, particularly with the bat when they take on host West Indies at St. Kitts tomorrow. The Proteas lost their last encounter by 36 runs against Australia. Amla believes it was the batting that let them down. We got ourselves in a very good position to win it and uh, we didn't quite take it through and that was very disappointing. Uh, certainly somebody in... I mean, as a team, we've always kind of... Uh, back to ourselves as somebody in the top six to, to bet through and, and, t- and take it as deep as possible but it wasn't to be and, and we've lost some wickets at cre- key position, key uh, at crucial times and that kind of cost us so hopefully we don't uh, make the same mistake uh, again in the next game um, and it's still early in the competition so uh, there's a long way to go and then hopefully we'll pull it back Last night, the West Indies chased down 266 for victory against the Aussies, and Amla says the Deccan Kitts provides a fair battle between bat and ball. It is a good wicket, as you saw. It's, uh, it's definitely a more higher scoring ground than it was in Guyana, where as you know, 200 was, was a good total. Uh, and yeah, 260 probably seems like a good uh, like a good score, and I think that's. Uh, in a way, I think in this day and age where we've seen scores of 350 uh, in one-day cricket, it's it's kind of sober to see. Uh, scored of 250 and, and that being a, a difficult score to, to get um, so the key is to try and get the, the team to score around 250 uh, or 260 um, but it's certainly a good enough wicket that you can chase it down if you do that well 
On to tennis now, and uh, the seeds continue to fall after Richard Gasquet's exit yesterday at uh, the Queen's Championship. Uh, I can tell you that second seed Stan Wawrinka is out as well. Fernando Vadasco beating him 6-2, 7-6. Still to come this afternoon, Kevin Anderson takes on Bernard Tomic. And number one seed Andy Murray uh, is chasing a fifth title at the Aegon Championship. He comes up against Nicholas Mahout. I mean, it's a big goal of mine to try and, you know, try and win here a, a fifth time. Uh, it's a great event, you know, always with a really, really strong field. And, you know, it's got you know, so much history, this event. Some of the, the greatest players ever have played and, and won here over the years. So, you know, if I could, could do it again here and get to five would be, would be a big achievement. On to Rugby South Africa, A-coach Juan Ackerman has made 10 changes to his starting 15 for the second and final clash against the England Saxons on Friday. Junior Brock coach Darvi Tarons made 8 changes to his team that will play France in their final pool match of the World Rugby Under-20 Championship in Manchester tomorrow. Tarons says the changes are vital if they are to advance to the knockout stages. Yes, partly it can be uh, player management. On the other hand, uh, you know, we know that uh, we need to do well against France. We need to go out there and, and try to get the bonus point. So uh, we are, apart from managing the players, you know, we believe that this team uh, is the best equipped to to give us that result. And uh, because this is an all-or-nothing game for us. And finally, in swimming news, South African swimmer Karen Prince has announced her retirement from competitive swimming. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And while our national cricket team are doing duty in the Caribbean, they take on the West Indies again in that triangular series tomorrow. And that was turning into quite an interesting tournament, particularly after the hosts beat Australia uh, last night. So it'll be interesting to see how our national team do go tomorrow. But uh, there are a group of youngsters preparing and readying themselves to head to the subcontinent. They leave on Friday for a tour of Sri Lanka. And we join now by a member of that squad. Ethan Bosch joins us. Ethan, welcome on to SAFM Sport Trap. Uh, thanks for your time this evening. Thank you very much. Welcome. Ethan, it's, uh, you must be pretty excited uh, heading off with uh, the, the under-19s. To, to, I mean, you've obviously played a lot of cricket here in South Africa. Going to, going to the subcontinent, Sri Lanka, conditions going to be going to be very different and uh, quite challenging, I'm sure. Yes, yes, no, very challenging because uh, I've never been to the subcontinent. So for me, it's going to be a very different experience, but an experience I'm definitely looking forward to. Ethan, how do you, as someone who's never been before, I mean, you look at the, the national team and they do get to play around the world and, and many of them have, have gone through the ranks from junior level right through to, to the senior team. How do you prepare yourself? I mean, you, you're obviously used to the pitches here in South Africa. How do you prepare yourself to play on, on pitches and, and in conditions that you you can talk about, but it's only once you're there that you get to experience? Um, I usually just have to um, rely on the coaches that we have because they obviously have been around the world to different places and I think my trust needs to be with them in order to um, to focus on areas that I need to focus on being an all-rounder. I need to focus on certain things and how the pitches are going to be because I know that they're going to be low, slow and all of that. So I need to rely on my coaches for that. Is it, I mean, are you nervous going on a tour like this, not knowing what to expect? Just, I mean, obviously you've chatted to, to the coach Lawrence and, 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 and possibly some of the other members of the squad who have experienced conditions on the subcontinent? 
Um, can you just repeat that again? Is it? I mean, are, are you nervous heading into this tour, and almost like the I don't want to say the fear of the unknown, but but uh, apprehensive about what's to come? Yes, I'm very nervous because I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to expect. Like, I mean, it's all the rah rah and all of that, but I just don't know what I'm going to expect personally and how I'm going to feel about the conditions being so humid and all of that. You come from quite a cricketing family as well. Uh, obviously, your dad, Tertius, uh, the late Tertius Bosch, but your brother, Corbin's also played at uh, sort of junior-level national team. Has, has he had a, a word in your ear and, and, and spoken a little bit about what's, what's in store for you? Yes, uh, no, definitely. Like, I mean, he's been on, I think, four like, cricket South Africa tours so far. Um, and he recently went to Sri Lanka, so he told me a little bit of insight on like what to expect. And I think that's been a great uh, deal of hope because he he knows what it's like to play there. And for him, having someone in my family that can tell me that it's re- really a good, um, like a positive impact on me. I've never never chatted to Corbin, but I'm going to ask you this question, Ethan. Between the two of you, who's the better cricketer? I don't know. That's a, <laughs> quite a hard one <laughs> because he's he's achieved a lot more than what I have so far in like in our cricketing career. But like I'm very humble in his successes that he's had. So that for me is I don't really compare myself to him because we are very like similar people, but we are different people in a sense. So I don't think like we can compare ourselves in that. Unless we play against each other or with each other, I don't think I can say anything on that behalf. I was going to say, there must have been many, many a backyard cricket game between the two of you. And uh, to play at this sort of level, you have to be pretty competitive. So uh, I'm sure they, they were quite heated at times. Let, let's talk about goals for this, this series as a, as a team and for you individually. What, what are you guys hoping to achieve as a, as a team? I mean, there's quite a bit of cricket to come. Uh, what, what are you looking at, at doing? Um, as a team perspective, I think we're just looking to be positive because of the the past World Cup. I know that the team that went there did get a lot of slack, but I do think that um, we are looking to be positive and to bring a new like transition into like under 19 South African cricket. So we're trying to make a big impact on there, looking to obviously win games, but to give all the boys experience in that sense. And personally, I would say I'm just looking to backing skills and just to help the team out where I can because I know as a, a frontline bowler, that has to be a key aspect of my game. So that for me is just to stick to my areas, do what I need to do, and that hopefully will all come together with the preparation. Well, there's two youth test matches uh, to look forward to, three one-day internationals. Which, which one of those two formats do you prefer most, Ethan? Um, well, I actually can't say it just yet because I've never, never played a three-day game. I've played a two-day two day game before, but I can't say how I feel about a three-day game. I'll probably have to let you know afterwards because it, for me it's going to be different. And I'm excited to try that format because it's obviously where the game traditionally came from. And I'm glad to be a part of the team that, or the squad that is to play those test matches. It, it must be quite interesting being part of a, a setup like the under-19s, and, and 
from a coaching and, and management perspective, it must be quite difficult to, to, to manage and, and coach a group like this because there's not much continuity. Obviously, you guys get older and move on and, and the next group come in. Uh, as far as the squad goes, Captain, by, by Vian Mulder, I mean, have you played, you, you must have played against a lot of these guys and, and with some of them uh, in, in your sort of uh, school school days. How's the team gelling as a, as a team? Is I mean, it's probably difficult to say as well, but uh, I mean, is this a special group? Is it, is it one of the best groups you've worked with? Um, if I if I have to be honest, it probably isn't the, like my personal best group because obviously, like at school, for school, it's a little bit better. But with my like inland team last year, I was very like our team gelled quite nicely together. But not, not taking away the fact that the team isn't doing that, I just think we haven't had enough time. I think hopefully after this camp we'll have enough time to settle in and job together quite nicely, which I think will definitely happen because lots of us come from like similar backgrounds and we know each other, like we form bonds a lot easier, which is quite nice. What are you looking forward to most on this tour? Um, obviously the cricket, but uh, just I think mean, just the experience because I mean it's not something I'm every day of my life so it's going to be a different experience which I'm really looking forward to well, Ethan best of luck uh, we'll be following your progress closely uh, as the tour does progress safe travels uh, please pass on our best to the entire squad and uh, we look forward to some some positive results in, in Sri Lanka ok thank you so much we'll look forward to it the constant threat of recession deadlines that range from super urgent to outrageously urgent the office can be a real pressure cooker work environment so let's take a moment then to appreciate a dedicated employee that works harder than any other in the office. Harder than an intern on a company-wide coffee run. Harder than a Facebook account during a tea break. Harder than a company credit card in the hands of the boss's wife. Even harder than a liver during an open bar office party. Always at the ready with the latest info about the markets. Yet considered by most as part of the furniture. It's your office TV. Treated right. Pay your business TV license. TV licenses. Pay yours. Make a difference. SAFM celebrates 80 years of keeping you in the know. And as part of our history, we go back to some of the first recorded programs and voices, reminiscing about where we came from when we started as the SABC, then the English Service, Radio South Africa, and finally, SAFM. Broadcasting as we know it was made possible by the invention of the microphone. But what is a microphone? Taken from two Greek words meaning small and sound. The life of the radio microphone in South Africa started in 1924. The general manager of the African Broadcasting Company in 1929 was Harry Adler. He speaks to Leslie McKenzie. Well, in Cape Town, it was run by the, uh, mainly under Jimmy Dunn. Reuters man, chief of Reuters in South Africa, very keen. And Caprala then was a, a flute player. And he worked with Jimmy Dunn and worked up this broadcasting in Cape Town. So it began individually in each centre. This is correct. Harrisburg started it. Yes. In 1924. This when did it go after that? Well, about the same time Cape Town came into the picture. And Durban started also about the same time. And they were each run individually by the, private people. This is correct. By, in fact, an institute, a scientific institute, wasn't it? In Johannesburg, yes. Mm-hmm. And then when they, they, they realized that this was a big medium, that the, the government shouldn't allow this to carry on, it being run by three different uh, entities, they asked Lytton to, to look into it and 
helped to establish a broadcasting organization in South Africa. And one of the main conditions, or one of, yes, one of the main conditions was, first of all, he wanted the license for 10 years. And secondly, he said, I don't want the license unless you can assist me to get these people to hand over their broadcasting equipment and assets to me for which I'll pay. We must have one organization to run South Africa. So the company, the ABC, African Broadcasting Company, was two years old when you joined. Yes. It was in 1927 that a 10-year concession was granted to Schlesinger's organization to operate broadcasting in South Africa under the name of the African Broadcasting Company. SAFM celebrates 80 years of conversations. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. On to football now, and the star of Danish-based Bafana Bafana and SA Under-23 International, Lemohang Piri, continues to rise, and he's now set his sights on not just excelling, but also making his mark at the Rio Olympic Games in Brazil in August. After playing 40 matches in all competitions for his Danish club, Brondby, this season, Piri's confident about his rise in the game. The 21-year-old's been in the Danish Super League for three years now, and believes that move early overseas leagues helped develop him as a player. As he prepares for the Kasafa Cup with Bafana Bafana, Piri, a Bidvest Vitz product, tells SABC sport journalist Valile Mbuli in this wide-ranging interview what to expect from Denmark, who have been drawn in Group B alongside South Africa, Brazil and Iraq. I think I had a very decent uh, season in Denmark. I played um, 40 games this season. Uh, including the Europa qualification game. So I think it was pretty decent for me as a 21-year-old playing abroad. Getting the chance to play so many games, that means um, they appreciate your, your craft. And I've been doing concept really well uh, to, to cement a, a spot in the starting lineup. You think you're reaping the rewards of moving to Europe at a very young age? Yeah, I think at the moment I've, I've been doing that. And it's, it's also been showing because I've been getting a lot of national team pull-ups as well. So um, those rewards have been reaped. <laughs> it helped me really. It really helped me because uh, I moved at a really young age. And, you know, I've always knew what I wanted in life. And all of it now is paying off. And technically, you feel that going to play in the Olympics and if you look at around at other countries that we're playing with there um, it has prepared you well too. yes yes uh, you know the Olympics are the biggest sporting event that any athlete would want to go to and I think uh, playing in Europe has helped me as well to you know be accustomed to the international style of play it's going to be a big event it's going to be a big event for every footballer that's there regardless of where they play whether it's Spain England or Germany and us being South Africa, the underdogs, I think it's, it's a big test for us. And we're all going to go there, all guns blazing, and we're going to fight. We're not just going to be a pushover for everybody else. What do you make of your group? Obviously, I think it's Denmark, Iraq, and, and Brazil. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a tough group. Any group in, in the Olympics is a tough group because we all have to qualify for it. Uh, the fact that we have Denmark, Iraq, and Brazil means uh, we've got to bring our A game, you know. Um, most people think Iraq is, is just going to be a pushover, but they really have a strong team. Uh, they have a, a group of players playing in Europe, a lot of players playing in Germany as well. So it's going to be a, a tough tournament for us. Uh, but I think um, what we have to concentrate on is, is the first game. You know, it's, it's playing against the host nation, and um, they're at home. Uh, we're away from home, so they're going to have all the support. But we need as much support as we can get as well from home, um, and the players need to be spritely high and that will help us uh, throughout the tournament first game so your thoughts on the upcoming Kusafa Cup is it going to be a good uh, warm up for you yeah uh, it's going to it's going to help us because um, 
Yeah, we have a really young team. We're, we're, we're yeah, mainly 21, 22, 23 year olds. So it's going to help us because it's also an international tournament that some of us aren't accustomed to when it comes to national team level. So it's going to really boost our confidence if we, we have a good run there. What does the reaction mean uh, in Denmark on the draw? Uh, in Denmark, in terms of on, on the draw, on the draw, oh, <laughs> you know they were quite excited. Uh, actually, the Danes uh, were really happy with the group. They thought, oh, okay, this is this is our year. But you know, I told them we're not going to be a pushover. Uh, we're South Africa, really technically good. Uh, we have a lot of fast players. We have a lot of tacticians as well uh, in terms of the coaching staff in, in South Africa. So we're going to bring our A game, and you guys better be ready for it. How good are how good are the Danes? How good is Danish football? Danish football is, is quite physical in terms of in, in the Danish Superliga, but a lot of their players play abroad, uh, so they play in Germany, they play in England, they play in Spain, so they're accustomed to, to much higher levels in terms of international football. But I think uh, if we bring our style of play, and South African style of play, and uh, we also try to be tactically good in terms of defend, defending the goal, uh, I think we'll give them a big test. And uh, we're not, uh, as I said, we're not going to be a pushover in the tournament. Uh, as much as we are the underdogs, <laughs> we're going to show them that we have something to prove. In the past, a lot has been said about our physicality, but do you think we've overcome that uh, these days? You know, I think sometimes um, physical is, is, is something that's mental. You know, it's all in the mind because here you are talking to one of the smallest players actually in our under-23 team, but playing in Europe in a physical league. And I, I, I'm doing <laughs> exceptionally well there. Uh, I've managed to cement a spot uh, in, the, in, the, in the starting lineup, and I'm only 21 years old. I've played there for two and a half years. So it's not a matter of, uh, of physique, it's, it's a matter of how much you want it. And I think we all want it, yeah. We all want it as much as everybody else wants it in the world. And mm-hmm. that's going to help us do well in the Olympics. In terms of continuity, do you think the Olympics, especially this team, is offering the country something in terms of building up, having World Cup qualifiers immediately after the World Olympics? Uh, I mean, you know, sometimes uh, we, we, we tend to, to, to opt out to um, young players as, as, as the solution. But I think uh, it's something that we have to work with as a country, uh, finding the, the perfect fit for uh, each prestigious tournament, uh, be it with old players or young players. Uh, just uh, select a group of players that actually want to win, uh, that want to give the country their all. And um, with that being said, I mean, we have a lot of talent, we have, we have a lot of experience in the country. And this is going to also help in terms of going forward as well. Uh, if we do well, then there's a group of players that will be able to be there to help the first national team. And if we don't, uh, I guess we have to go to the drawing boards again and, and see where we go forward. You were in Brazil for that friendly match as well. Match, yeah. Yes, and um, when you look at their team, obviously they will also be having Neymar now and yeah, all yeah. the things they will be having uh, our country as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what are expectations of that game and what do you make of them? Uh, well, going into that game, we 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 yeah we have the back and you know we're at the back. Um, everybody's is not expecting us to do wonders. I mean, pound for pound, uh, they have so much a stronger team than us uh, in terms of international experience. But I think if we work as a team and, and work hard, uh, we will give them something to yeah to talk about as well because uh, we're very talented and comparing us to the Brazilians we play a similar style of play you know uh, it's not so physical uh, it's more about uh, agility it's more about um, technical so I think we, we're going to give them a big test match In terms of Denmark I mean they're going to know very little about our under 23s you're going to be able to give us a bit of a inside mm-hmm. knowledge of their football yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of a something advantage there maybe a little bit uh, yeah, yeah of course uh, 
it's going to be an advantage, but uh, I don't believe in analyzing too much about the position. You know, we just have to strengthen our squad and see what we can do that can help us uh, go further in, in the tournament. You know, because studying a lot of other countries uh, ends up making uh, the team dismantle in a way, and uh, we forget our style of play, and then we start trying to play, being accustomed to what they're doing, and then we start, yeah, falling as a team. In the next 30 seconds, 10,000 little feet will have new school shoes. 500 elderly people will be comforted by caring hands. And 200 families will be reunited for a second chance. A lot can happen in 30 seconds. Imagine what the Salvation Army has done with 150 years. This is an SABC Foundation-supported initiative. We salute the youth of 76. Their actions will never be forgotten. SAFM, the memory of 76 lives on. SAFM Sports Wrap. Staying with football, Amazulu have announced major changes for next season and it's all part of their strategy for what will hopefully be a more fruitful 2016-2017 campaign. That, according to General Manager Lunga Sonkela. Usutu endured a torrid first season in the National First Division this past term, failing to challenge for promotion. In fact, their high-profile squad didn't even end in the top eight, as international players like Mamen Young, Bornwell Mwape and Mark van Heerden failed to fire. All three will now be leaving in the off-season as the GM and his team plot a new strategy for the new year. Well, you know, we've done a big analysis of the squad uh and looked at various issues such as the performances of the players last year, the willingness for the players to continue with us, the status of the contracts, a whole host of things. And uh, we've come to a conclusion to stay with certain players and also release some. Uh, some players, are, you know, after engagements with them, we we felt that it's best that they move on. And uh, that was, you know, the list of players that's been uh, released. You know, with the players that are coming in, yes, one might look at it as a major overhaul, but it's players that have been in our system for a long time, whether they're playing in the reserves or whether they've been loaned out to other clubs. But there's always been a, a plan to actually integrate them into the team, and we feel now they're ready to give us the level of play that we need for next season. Niang had been on loan from Mamelodi Sundowns last season and has since returned to his parent club. Mwape and Van Heerden have been put on the transfer list along with Goodman Dlamini. Meanwhile, the likes of Ayanda Dlamini, Robin Johannes, Tepo Lepoko have not had their contracts renewed. Sokela explained that the transfer listed trio are already close to securing enroll employment elsewhere. You know, those players have recently been transfer listed. Mark Van Heerden, uh, Bonoa Mwape, as well as... Um, as well as as Temis Lamene, we are engaging. There, there has been a lot of interest for them from clubs, and uh, I think within the next couple of days we'll, we'll finalise on probably all of us. So there has been interest, and we 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 want to conclude those deals as, as a matter of urgency, so that us as a club as well, we know who's going to be here and who's not going to be here next year. One of those players that will be staying on is veteran Siabonga Nomvete, one of the most decorated players in Premier Soccer League history. The 38-year-old was the club's top scorer last season, despite only signing in January. So Keller and his new coach, Joey Antipas, are planning to build their new team around the likes of the season striker, as well as players like the Pelo Nyongo, Luyanda Shlongwa, and Tabiso Dlamini. Next year, the, the senior players, uh, and when I say senior, I'm talking about players that will be hitting their third year or more, 
Sebomanomvete is obviously a critical part of that. Um, as well as, um, you know, you look at players such as Papelo Nyongo, he's had quite a number of years with us. And uh, by nature, he, he, he's a leader. Uh, Luanda Songwa is, is a player that's been around for a while. Travis Lamini. All those players have got years and, and the attitude to, to be leaders within the squad and form a core of, of uh, the senior the senior players within Amazon. So we'll be looking to them to to instill discipline as well as bring a lot of focus to our, to our objective for next year. It was also confirmed that Zimbabwean coach Antipas is now permanent in the country following his move from Chicken Inn. The new Usutu boss is currently in Bloemfontein where he's watching the ABC playoffs in the hope of recruiting some new faces. So Keller says they can look forward to finalising planning for the new season. The coach did arrive on Friday uh, and this this will be his permanent move now just to sort out his paperwork and also for him to assist in preparing for the pre-season. So already he's here hard at work. Uh, in fact, currently he's at the ABC uh, playoffs in uh, in Bloemfontein just to try and see if we can find a, you know one or two players to come and join us for next year. So he's already here permanently now and we look forward to having him. Amazulu are one of the rare few NFD clubs that still have sponsors. However, they are uncertain whether those sponsors who are supermarket chain Spa will stay on, considering their woeful past season. So Keller says he's in talks with them and other sponsors will begin this week and will run until the end of the month. We will be engaging with all our sponsors during the course of this week and next week. So by the end of this month, we'll know exactly where, where we stand with them. Obviously, everyone's very disappointed, including them, where the club is. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we do feel that there's a, a good case for them to stay with Amazulu. And hopefully, they'll continue to support us going forward. But that will only be finalized towards the end of this month. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. And that's it for SFM Sports Trap this evening. Halftime score from the Euros. Austria nil, Hungary nil. Coming up next, it is the Talk Shop with Naledi Maleo. Thank you so much for joining us tonight from myself, Brad Brown, and my producer, Siobhan Chetty. Have yourself a great evening. More sport tomorrow morning on AM Live. Right now, it is 7 o'clock. And Greg Close has your news.